0: Hello, how are you doing? Sarah Golding here with episode one hundred and seven of Madiva Podcast. Yes, we're looking further at casting today. Why on earth should you join book clubs, book clubs writing so improvisations, sketch so nights, so and, 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 performances, and of performances of little plays? To... Why, 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 let's why, find why, out, why, why, let's why, find why, out. why, why? Yo, 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 how's it hanging, boy? Uh hello sorry Sarah Golding here this is episode 107 of Modern Audio Drama Indie Voice Acting Podcast with me and I hope you're having fun out there certainly so many uh, funky auditions to get stuck into have you looked at at audio auditions yet it's for uh, all things audio drama auditions so so throw your auditions at there if you're a producer and and have a look if you're an actor so today I have a wonderful ghost I hope there's no ghosts. I meant guests. Maybe I have a wonderful ghost too. slightly freaky. I am writing a ghost story. Uh, (laughs) I need it out in a week as well. I have a wonderful guest. His name is Joe He works for Big Finish and he's wondrous in some advice he gives. Now, unfortunately, the Skype gremlins did visit and so the quality of some of what Joe was saying was unfortunately compromised. Sir, yes, sir um i did however feel that what he was saying was so cool and helpful that i could not put this out so please forgive some of the quality of the sound but you know needs must yeah so without further ado let's listen to what happened <laughs> And my guest today is the illustriously lovely Joseph Lidster. Hello, Joseph.
1: Hello, how are you? I'm
0: I'm very well. I'm very excited to be speaking to you, as currently you do uh, many little shows and big shows for Big Finish.
1: That's right, Yes. yes. Yes.
0: Come on then, Spill, what fun things have you been working on?
1: So Big Finish, when it started... About 20 years ago, very early, I got a license to do audios for Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So this is before the TV series came back, and it was um, the actors who'd been in the old series sort of reprising their roles, and it was all approved and everything by BBC. Yes. And over the last 20 years, they sort of branched out into lots of other, lots of ranges. A lot of stuff spun off from Doctor Who. A lot of cult TV shows like Sapphire and Steel and Blake yeah. Seven, uh, they've done some Shakespeare. Yeah and the one uh, that I co-produced the range I co produce which is Dark Shadows which is a an American cult series Super. and yeah they, they do they've they've gone from being sort of three guys to the microphone in a living room to being a really successful sort of award winning company that employs quite a lot so of people So it
0: only takes 20 years folks all right so keep at it <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> but no, it is very exciting to have a success story like that. And it is grinding hard work, isn't it? And it is building up that audience. So fantastic. And and so your role, um, do you want to just explain what your role is in in, in making that show?
1: Yes. So I was um about fifteen years ago maybe, a bit less than that, I pitched a story idea to them, um, because I'm predominantly a writer. And uh they liked hey. and they hate it and they did it. was hated by the Doctor Who mm-hmm. fans. But luckily they'd commissioned me to write a second one before Mm -hmm. the first one came (laughs) out. So I was able to, they they liked my second one a bit more. I then kind of just did lots of work for them, freelance writing. So we'd write for quite a few of their Mm -hmm. ranges. And then uh, I can't think when, about five years ago, I knew the producer of The Dark Shadows Drain. I wrote for Mm -hmm. it. And uh, eventually um, through sort of a series of events, I became one of the co-producers of it. So there's two of us. Uh, there was me and a guy called James Goss, and then James left and's now doing amazing jobs on um, the Big Finish Tortured range. Mm. My mate, David Darlington, who's a sound engineer at uh, Audible, mm. he did a lot of sound Stuff for Big Finish, and he said he'd be interested in co producing with me. Super team, yeah. yeah, definitely a super team. We sort of, um, he does the stuff I don't like, and I do the stuff he doesn't like, and yeah, yeah. we just work really well. Yeah, it's been great, it's, it's hard work, obviously, but it, yeah, it's a, a real joy to do. How
0: very exciting doing what you love and you're passionate about, superb, yes.
1: Yeah. But mostly, now I just co-produce all them.
0: Superb. And our main focus today in this episode, really, is all about casting. Uh, I'm certain you've had your, your good and bad experiences uh, of that. So key things, really, I'd love to look at today are voice actors. How do you find them? Where do you look? What do you do? Where do you go to? Do you just... Can they just ping you the real what? What, what?
1: Basically, hard cast is uh, American because they're from the TV series. So they are actors who are in the TV series and we record them. A different director records them over in uh, New York and then we record in London, um, everybody else. And what we tried to do as soon as we got on, as soon as me and Davy started working together, we very quickly tried to find, Ways to employ more actors. Hooray!
0: There are people doing it, yeah.
1: There are, yes. So what we <laughs> wanted to do was sort of try and increase the cast size. The budget of these things is very small, but what we found ways to do was to increase the uh, the cast size through sort of clever um, employing people for more than one uh, play, or mm. having a story without one of the American cast members in and finding a way that we could do that, that would still sell to the fans mm. and so on. And where most of them came from, a couple, uh, two or three came from David used to work at the uh, RNIB doing their talking books. Uh-huh, yes. And so two or three were people he'd um, met there and he thought they'd be great. Yeah. Um, and But most of them, uh, especially a lot of the younger actors we use, are people I've met through a writers and actors group I go to, the South London Writers and Actors Group it's Mm. called, yeah, it's a great name Cool, Uh,
0: does what it says on the tin, yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's the South London Writers and Actors Group and um, there's a sort of spin-off group, the South London Women Writers and Actors Group, uh, where men are also welcome
0: So I go to
1: that as well Uh and that's been a great one. Through doing that, at the same time, I've been predominantly writing for television for the last few years, and I wanted to get into doing some sort of theatre-y stuff. Yeah. So I started entering sort of short play competitions and doing short play nights. There's a group called uh, the Pensive Federation. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's all fringe theatre. And so through doing all that, I've basically become friends with a lot of actors. And, you know, there's been quite a few where I've been able to say, that person will be ideal for for this part. And, yeah, we so that's where a lot of them come from because it means we know they're going to be good. There's no, I think you're going to ask about audition. We don't have auditions mm. uh, for, for these. Uh, there just isn't the time or the money because I wouldn't want someone to audition for free. I don't know if that's normal, but I, I would feel quite bad about doing that. Right. What I have to do with the actors we use, that I know, um, is every actor has got on their spotlight. They can do American. Well, half our cast are American. <laughs> you are going to show up. If you don't, yeah. if you can't actually do an American accent, so what I can do, because they're mates of mine, I can say to them, look, one, if you can't do an American, I really want to work with you. I can put you in a, you know, we'll find an English part for you or an accent you can do. But if you've got your CV, you can do American and you're really not that hot at it, then let me know, because I don't want you to show yourself up by sounding English compared to the American you No, know, That's
0: so key though, isn't it? Because a lot of people do think that they are quite proficient at certain accents and, you know, they've perhaps done a bit of a parlour trick here and there. But actually, if you're going to sustain that accent for such a long time and act through it and with it, that's a totally different thing from yeah. just doing a little impression of Jimmy Cagney, or someone now and then, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we have to get people, we want people to do it. And I don't think the actors enjoy it. They're usually playing more than one part. Mm. They are... You know, often playing a main part and a smaller part, or we've been doing a series recently where um, we've done box sets of four stories. Mm. Actually, we've done four of them now, where for the rest of the cast, we have lots of different types of characters, which I well, always absolutely. like.
0: Absolutely. Get your teeth into lots of things. Give, let me, Adam. So, <laughs> and yeah, as as far as how you cast, so you you suggest the RNIB. So, folks, have a look, jump online and see if there's any places that you can find near you where you can go and be useful as well as, uh, you know, exercise size those uh characters you've got within you and uh also Spotlight now that costs I think it was 154 pounds a year and you have to have some professional credits behind you and I know the key bit of advice that I've heard from at least two people is make sure you have an audio reel on there now have you cast anyone from reels on Spotlight just from that without having met them
1: we have. What I do with actors I don't know as well, they usually I think we've used a couple that have been recommended to us. So yeah. neither me or David knew them. We do look at Spotlight for often for the actors I do know to say you know what can you do. But also big finish that has a, a very nice man who oh
0: good lord yes this is the bit where Skype decided to be horrible. <laughs> and uh, so what Joe was saying is pretty much unintelligible. So let me paraphrase for you. The very fact is if you would like to send your reel into Big Finish, a wonderful man in the office uh for the admin address for Big Finish, I'll put it on the show notes. We'll ping this out to producers and Joe has often had a little look to see what's on the the reels and generally just ping your spotlight. I guess if you've got a a, a website do that but really they're they're interested in people who who have got that drive to to get up on the official pages i guess but you know anything's worth a go we're talking about this all the time if you have just got your reel done uh just ping that ping it just get yourself up and out that's the message
1: say a problem i find is that the audio reels often don't have accents on which is obviously no good for us especially for our thing because we're doing american and it's quite tricky because often what you find is they tend to have sort of two audio reels on. One is commercials um, and one is something a bit more performancey. There's often very little to make that stand out from any other spotlight page, mm. which I find quite interesting. For us personally, if there isn't an American accent on there, then one, that's a risk a big risk we're going to have to take for you, who we don't know might come into studio and not be able to do the four American accents they say they can do and our recording days are very um
0: intense yes
1: very hectic very intense but we have a real laugh while doing them and so we it's quite tricky for us to go well do we take this risk on someone we don't know and uh, and I think that's something I do find interesting about people's spotlight pages and I sometimes feel that they don't sell interesting
0: well. yeah I did speak to Spotlight about this that they they perhaps feel that the audio world is an unknown thing to them They're more focused, sort of is is on other media so I think it's about them getting more savvy to help their clients who are using their site as well I think which is what they're keen to do so hopefully we'll see some, some changes yes. there but and I'm quite happy to help Spotlight if you need my help uh, <laughs> but also uh, Marielle of Audible was suggesting that you put specific reels on for specific accents so that, say, if she, like your good self, is looking for yes. American accents, if you've got a reel that says US accents, American mm. accents, or you know, Scandinavian Viking accents, or whatever it is you're saying, then, then someone yeah. can really quickly you know sort you out from the chaff and go, yeah, they're awesome. I, I want to use the Australian accent. We'd
1: put you straight on the list. You'd be straight on the list that we have written down for future actors. Um, There was actually one actor we did use, uh, rather brilliantly, Uh, another producer, um, Helen Goldwyn at Big Finish, uh, Mm. forwarded his details to Big Finish saying, I've seen this actor, he's got a YouTube page full of accents, Mm -hmm. and he's really good. I haven't got anything for him at the moment, but I looked at the YouTube page, just a quick look, and went, the fact he's got a YouTube page full of accents, fine, great, Um, it looks like he can do an American accent, put him on the list. Earlier this year, we were casting for one of those uh, stories where we need four actors to play all the parts. Uh, I looked at his name and I went, "Oh, oh this guy, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, he got looked him up, and he'd been in Twin Peaks, which is my all-time favourite television show. And he's a guy called Jake Wardle, and he is a young guy. He got David Lynch saw his YouTube page and wrote part him in <gasps> Twin Peaks.
0: That's amazing.
1: So in between him contacting us. So I was like, well, he's not going to want to do finish anymore, you know. He's, he, and he did. And he was lovely. And really, really good laugh. Um, and mm. really, really good. But yeah, what had made him stand out was that YouTube page. Now, I don't think every actor should have mm. a YouTube page. Sure. But I do think, you know, if we get sort of two or three of those emails a day, uh, you, I'll always click on them. I'll always have a quick look. Nine times out of ten, yep. it is a white man or woman in their 20s with the usual sort of credits the two audio showreels one of which is commercials which <laughs> yeah. but they really give much of an indication for for acting and the other one is usually usually quite what i find is it's often quite low-key it's usually it's like if there's a short film there mm. it's usually something that involves them doing quite serious emoting and stuff like that and nothing that you go wow about that person and <laughs> it's not that it's really. You know, they are probably absolutely brilliant. They could they, uh, certainly have a certain levels of all the mm. credits they've got. But there was nothing in it to make me go, right, I keep them no, for the future? No, because we get one of those, you know, we get four of them a day. So I do think there is people should be looking at things like like having a YouTube page or... Yeah or something like that to so, make oh, sure that's a YouTube page. Oh, God, it's
0: ways of shaking it up, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really want to pin you down now, right, in, a, in an audio way. And as much as uh, we really want to hone what mm. people need to then put on these reels. So you're talking about you need to see, obviously, range. And- accents i guess and we've just a moment ago spoken about splitting things down but say if you were going to do a minute of audio to impress what would really if you heard it what would kind of blow you away what beyond be on that minute
1: what i don't often see on an audio reel is what you see on a show reel, which is somebody acting in something often the audio reel is it, it's you know performing a Shakespeare speech or something. It's not about, it's not really got much interaction yeah. going on. Um, I think, like you say, it's because audio is less of a thing over here. So people aren't really concentrating We're on working it. on it. <laughs> you, you don't see comedy in show, you know, you often see comedy or big, fun performances in showreels. You don't see something makes you go, wow, that person really, you often just, it's often quite to show you can do serious stuff. And I think it's maybe sort of remembering that not everything is going to be Shakespeare or going to be a very serious monologue about something very serious it's nice to see a real you know the variety of what you do yes
0: exciting so do try and do that I mean and if as I say you've only got a minute to sell yourself how many characters do you think you could showcase sensibly in that time
1: I, mean, I think you could do one character and if it was interacting with someone it really gives the impression of what you can do I think, you know, you could do two characters. So
0: play talking to yourself, yeah.
1: Yeah, but you need know, to get another mm. actor in to, to, to play the other part. You know, and obviously
0: don't too much. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you know, there's no reason why you couldn't have a conversation with yourself doing American, or Australian, and and Yorkshire and Devon yeah. accents in that uh, in that short while. So yeah. So so try not to make it too theatrical, but make it engaging and and exciting to listen to. Super. Yeah. So if you haven't got one already, write some characters down now. Perhaps do a list of things that you think are extreme characters that you could really easily showcase. I think that's a key thing as well, isn't it? Just be be risky, take risks, do fun things. I was on a webinar the other day for Gravy for the Brain and they talked about somebody who was pinging their reel out to people, but not in an ordinary way. Uh, I'm going to share the secret. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, in as much as this lady, she didn't just send out her reel, she sent all of the information as to where to find her reel on hula hoops to an office, a casting office. And they had the best time playing with these hula hoops and looked her up for her tenacity, uh, which had her name and address on there and her, her website. And it's was just a way of making yourself stand out. Isn't it? It's fun, isn't it? Rather than that dry email that, you know, you're kind of tentative perhaps about sending someone. Think outside the box and do fun things. Send chocolate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It'd be much more interesting to me if it links to their Twitter page. Uh Because as well as their spotlight, see what they're like. We need people who are going to be fun. We need people who are going to work hard to certainly the answers we bring back. And certainly the ones that's recurring, you know, we, we create the recurring character, so they come back. They're the people that we have a real love with in the studio because they bring that joy to the performance. Mm. I could go to a Twitter page say, oh, you're quite fun. Oh, pin-tweet a short film or you know, mm-hmm. here's a link to something that they did. But uh-huh. I think you'd probably get more of an impression of what they're like as an actor. Yes. Than, than just the spotlight page. For sure,
0: and there's a lesson as well, you know. Make sure that your your page, your acting page, is acting and not your whole life <laughs> and that it is really focused.
1: I think it can be too networking at times. You know, I think people can be too network. There's an actor I know. I, I won't say name mm. uh, John, lovely Simon, guy.
0: Paul. No. <laughs>
1: On twitter it is literally nothing else other than doing this job uh, looking for this job doing this and you just go what's going on in your life <laughs> you know, and be, but sure. being dedicated to your career which we all are and then there's sort of going well probably not very healthy
0: interesting so the person behind the career needs to be in that personality branded
1: of oh, the best people we've had were, uh, one was an actress called stephanie ellen who davy got from the story hooray
0: for stephanie she came in to
1: play this part, and she played it bonkers. She played it all against what the stage direction said.
0: <laughs> she sounds amazing.
1: That is amazing, <laughs> but I'm, is she any good? I then went to see her in a short play, a one-woman play, uh-huh. and it was a completely different performance. In that way, that you always, I always forget, just like doing this for quite a long time and knowing a lot of actors, <laughs> I always forget when we're both actors for the first time, yeah, that's an acting <laughs> joke. That's not who they uh-huh. are. <laughs> um, and it was great to sort of see that it's quite tricky to get that someone is going mm. to be like Alex, looking mm. at a spotlight page.
0: Have you cast people who haven't much audio experience and found them to be still fantastic on the mic? Um,
1: yes, there have been a couple of, couple of them. Uh, a lot of them went to, um, have been to arts ed stage school or there's another one that quite a lot of them went to. Um, so they've had some basic oh. training. But frankly, I think for us in the studio, I mean, it's quite straightforward. You stand in front of the mic or sit in front of the mic the script is in front of you on the laptop. If an actor doesn't have that knowledge because you turn the studio set up, oh, actually, you sat too close to the mic or can you move yeah. a bit further back or something like yeah, that. so
0: don't be scared, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, you know, if you, if you can act, if you linked to your YouTube page and you had something shot on an iPhone on it, I wouldn't care if it was fun and you were really good in it. It doesn't need to be yeah. glossy.
0: Highly produced, directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. I think it's that thing—it's that thing about going. What's going to grab someone straight away? See,
0: that's the exciting thing. So don't be afraid. If you really haven't had a lot of mic experience, maybe you've bought your first one, second one. You—you've gone to to get some foam tiles. You're making your own thing at home, and rather than a, you know pillow fort and some some blankets, then yeah, just get get that practice in. Do as much as you can. And if you've got the talent, people will give you the forum to to do what you do best. So so yeah, don't be afraid to jump in.
1: Chances are, if you're connected to a lot of other actors through doing short play nights or anything like that, and therefore through Facebook and Twitter, I can guarantee if you post on Facebook, guys, I want to record an audio show. does anyone have like quite a, you know an OK setup at home to record the phone? I'd be very surprised if you do actor you were connected to who didn't have a microphone at home and yeah you say a bit of foam around the walls I love
0: that community of actors pulling together resources and help and yes help each other create your own reels if you can't yet afford someone like the wonderful Kirsty to to do one for you yeah (laughs) I think that's brilliant so yeah
1: everybody wants to help each other you know the good people do (laughs) I'm sure there are people out there who stab you in the back or something.
0: Possibly,
1: Yeah, there are Facebook groups. Um, there's a Playwriting UK group. South London Writers Group is on there. South London Women's Writers Group. If you look on Facebook for groups for actors oh, and writers... I've never
0: thought of that before, to get writers mm. to write stuff for I've never thought... What a brilliant nub of information. I'm so glad I'm speaking to you. I'm writing all this stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, so someone asked me to do a rapid response theatre night. So I went to saw, see a play. Mm -hmm. Um, And then over the weekend, I had to write a 10-minute play in response to that. By doing that play, one of the actors in it, I became friends with the play I'd written. And he's then come in to do the audios for us and and things like that. So it's all about, you know, involved in all types of acting things, like short play nights, writers groups, writers groups. If you go to the writers group, a writer is going to ask you to act for them because we as writers don't want to read our words we barely can barely stand here it's <laughs> being read yeah. but that's why we're there but you know also there's drinks involved but you give it one night you go and read some sort of plays and those that writer might just become you know end up an audio drama and they might just say actually do you know what to the producer i know this would be amazing to sort that's of get true. involved really and that's a great way to sort of to find an actor mm-hmm. Because I can see that actor. I can. I've sat them in the pub. I sat there and gone. You know what? You're going to work so hard on a day in studio, but you're going to have such a laugh doing it. That you're going to be great. I
0: think as an actor I'm doing currently a, an improvisation and sketch writing course because I, I also want to improve my writing thing, I want to be able to produce and do my own stuff and uh, within there you know there's all diversity of range of of, of all creeds and cultures and uh, and ages and it's so fun to be able to do that in an environment and uh, Gemma Arismeth is, is taking it and she's wonderful character, you know, actress, she just, yeah. just explodes in, in characters and is hugely inspiring so uh, it's really, a, I think a brilliant networking thing to do. And, and hopefully, brilliant. you know, you get to do showcase some of the sketches that you've written at the end of yeah. it. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's a really exciting thing to do to not just stay within your kind of safe things, do some, some things out of your kind of limits that you might normally do and, and jump on a course for 10 weeks, you know, save your pennies and, and go and do that and network with people you might not otherwise, yeah. uh, have, have met.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, getting yourself out there and not just relying on sort of you know a spotlight page or, and stuff mm, like that.
0: Fantastic advice today. And and what would be your your parting shot? What do you think is the, the the top two things any amazing aspiring audio drama actor should should do to get themselves noticed?
1: Honestly, the best thing I would say would be being a short play night that we go and see that people go into go and see. So there's loads of them out there. There's the miniaturists, um little pieces of gold. Mm. There's loads, you know, and it, they are short plays above theatres. You go to one of those nights and guarantee five of them are going to be rubbish. But there will be a real chance for an actor to shine because the good thing about 10 minute play is... You find a gem. Hopefully. The good thing about a 10 minute play is it's the most interesting 10 minutes of a story. Yeah. And then I'd say, yeah, my second tip is if you are relying on uh, Spotlight and you're emailing producers and and everything is, yeah... I don't think it's necessary to send everybody hula hoops. (laughs) That's a great idea. But I think if everybody did that, it would get very tired very quickly. Um, But I think it's finding something. And like I say, for me, it's like if you link to your Twitter page and I go and click on that and you look fun and there's a link to a film and there's a link to something. I think it's that thing of showing that you you exist beyond those black and white photos on a spotlight page. Um, well,
0: Joseph, yeah, a lot of the things you said have absolutely be, yeah. brilliant and very encouraging and I think all the net- networking aspects of things as well are so key, really. You know, don't, don't feel isolated and insular because, yes, OK, yeah. maybe you are spending a lot of time underneath the blanket or a duvet on your own talking into a mic to characters you'll never see. <laughs> but but there are <laughs> yeah. opportunities for you to flex those acting muscles. So go out and find them. They're, they're not going to come and hunt for you. Be proactive, I think, is key. So, so huge thanks. Thanks, Joseph, for giving up your time today. And everybody jump on and have a look. at his fantastic uh, film. And, and yes, look forward to, to your next adventures. Oh, Keep the podcast updated. Yes. And we'll, we'll hopefully maybe speak to you uh, on a clearer line about, um, yes. about about studio acting and studio work, perhaps. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh,
1: maybe... Yeah, no, definitely. That'll be, you know, that'll be oh, lovely. Yes,
0: enjoy. Thank you, Joseph.
1: No worries,
0: thank you. See, isn't it great to get all these different snippets of information? You understand now, right? There is no one way of doing things. So if you're doing something a certain way, you're not necessarily doing it wrong, okay? Don't panic, don't worry. I think just it's a question of building... Your reputation, it's a question of getting a name out there, it's a question of doing okay, not just for other people but for you. You know, why are you an actor anyway? That's a big question, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we might even look at that at some point with some of my wonderful voice actors I've, I've got lined up for next season. So, happy auditioning, folks. You are amazing. Don't let anyone tell you any different. Just keep on. I've been rejected this week, I've been accepted this week, I've been smacked around the face with some offers of excitement but you know every week is different good luck to finish today i've got the wonderful gareth sevens production trailer of his red riding hood selling space uh very excited to be playing a baddie in that one though you know when you listen back you go oh have i got the right voice we'll talk about that another day as well anyway hope you enjoy this trailer of gareth sevens red riding hood space Corps. Centuries, I have waited. My body asleep, but my mind so very active. I have learnt through the expanse of time that waiting is the most difficult part. I have tried to get used to that feeling of knowing that you are with me in mind, but not by my side. I have had to learn many things in this forced sleep. ...trapped inside my own head. (laughs) my husband awakens me... ...and he will... ...then the galaxy will land... Oh how they will learn. <laughs> we are survivors and supreme leaders. We will not be kept down, and we will not fade away. You will learn to submit or Perish like you made our ancestors.